the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. All right, Judges chapter 4, beginning at verse 8. The word of the Lord reads as follows. And Barak said to her, if you will go with me, then I will go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. So she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey that you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Now Barak called Zebulun, Naphtali, to Kadesh. And he went up with 10,000 men under his command. And Deborah went up with him. Now Heber, the Kenite of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses had separated himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent near the terebim tree in Zanaim, which is beside Kadesh. And they reported to Sisera that Barak, the son of Amboinim, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So Sisera gathered together all of his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the people who were with him from Horasheph, Hogayim, to the river Kishon. Deborah said to Barak, up, for this is the day which in the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all of his army with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled out on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harasheth, Horgium. And all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jebin, king of Hazar, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera. And said to him, turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me, do not fear. And when he turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. And then he said to her, please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened up a jug of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him. And he said to her, stand at the door of the tent. And if any man comes and inquires of you and says, is there any man here? You shall say no. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a tent peg and a hammer in her hand 
and went softly to him and drove a tent peg in his temple. Y'all ain't hear that one, did y'all? And it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. And then as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into the tent, there lay Sisera dead with a peg in his temple. And so on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, the king of Canaan. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we need you on today that you might open up our eyes and open up our understanding. Preach, Lord, through these lips of clay, words that are words of life that may draw someone out of the darkness, bring them into salvation and in the eternal light of Jesus Christ. Father, speak a word that might encourage someone who is distraught, destroyed, broken, and in need of a touch from you. Father, lift their spirits, edify this body. Father, above and beyond, I pray that you would glorify yourself. Lord, that your name might be lifted up, that you might be exalted in this place as a result of all that takes place and transpires. I'm praying that the power and presence of the Holy Spirit would show up today in an extraordinary way to set the captives free, to loose those that are bound. Heavenly Father, I'm praying that we would have enough faith to trust you in your presence today, that we might not leave that we might leave this place completely different from the way we came in. This is a day, God, I believe that you're calling to deliverance. This is a day, God, I'm praying you're calling to strength. This is a day, God, I'm believing you that you're calling for your power to fall and manifest itself in the presence of your people so they have no doubt that God is with us. So, Lord, here I am and here I stand as a vessel in your hand. Give me the clarity of speech and thought that all that I say and all that I do might bring honor and glory to your name. Now, Lord have your way and all that is done and all that is said and we will give you your name all the glory all the honor and all the praise for you alone god are worthy of it all in jesus name i pray amen and amen this weekend um our ladies have uh, been uh, coming together and they had opportunity to on yesterday uh, come together to encourage each other and to celebrate each other and to celebrate their Women's Day and have the Women's Day celebrations. And I know that this is uh, an exciting time for some. And uh, it's a time when the ladies, uh, even on yesterday, came together and by the miraculous divine hand of God, just at the right time, God shut off the rain. Amen, somebody. And, and they, they, they walked into the tent and they had their tent revival and God showed up while they were there on the grounds in the tent, praising God and praying and worshiping and lifting up the name of Jesus. And on this month, these women have been through their ministry and uh, through the ladies of the church been praying and fasting and seeking God that God might show up on this day, uh, Women's Day, to speak to them from heaven and to have a word that would meet them just where they are and transform them to where they need to be. 
So through all of the efforts and through all of the energy that has gone into this moment, I am not naive to think that this would be a time that I would take liberties of myself. But rather, I yield to the power and presence of God that he might speak what he desires in this place. And so God has led me to this particular text on this morning so that he might speak to you right where you are. Now, if I can give some clarity, I know it's Women's Day, but the Bible speaks to everybody. And though our focus might have a lean towards women this morning, I don't want you to exclude yourself if you happen to be a man or a child on this morning. For I know that God is going to speak and he's going to meet you right where you are. Now, here's what I need you to do. I need you to have a willingness to let God have his way today. I'm working on something. Um, sometimes when things are shut tight, you got you to gotta keep picking at it and picking at it and prying at it until you can get it to open up. That's what I'm trying to do this morning. I'm, I'm picking at it and picking at it and prying so that you can open up this morning. In this text, we get introduced to a woman who's not very well known, whose name is J.L. And through her actions, J.L. is going to prove to be a strong and courageous sister. Y'all still here? Um, she will stand against a general in the army and defeat him. Wow. For the purpose of bringing victory to Israel and fulfilling her God given purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my time. I'm going to get there. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, a strong and courageous sister. I need to do something here. Um, if, if I can, just, uh, and I need you to be honest before the Lord, can I get all the strong and courageous sisters? Just to stand, stand up for just a quick moment. Just, just the strong and the courageous sisters. Just... It's nothing wrong if you're not there. It's okay. If you, if you haven't made it to that point yet, it's okay. I just, I, I just want to see. All right. I, 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 you can have your seat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, now, now, now I'm, I'm hoping that everybody who stood was telling the truth this morning. Because if you're a scary cat, you should have just kept sitting down. And if you're a weakling... You should have just kept sitting down. I know sometimes peer pressure just make you want to stand up with everybody else. I don't want to be the only one sitting down. I want to join in this morning. Stay with me here because as we examine JL's life, first and foremost, this strong and courageous sister, what we see in her is that she 
is chosen by God for victory. Y'all still here? She is chosen by God for victory. Um, as I was reading this text, and right around verse 8, we saw that, uh, that there's this, this incident that occurs where, and most of you are probably somewhat familiar with because we know the story of Deborah. Uh, but God had spoken through Deborah, a prophetess at the time, and called Barak to come and go to war against those who were suppressing uh, Israel and had been under the suppression for a period of about 20 years. Uh, Ehud had died and Israel, through the cycle of judges, they had fallen back into disobedience to God and God had put them under the bondage and control of Canaan. And so under the bondage and under the control of Canaan, God allowed that to go on for 20 years and then spoke through Deborah to let uh, to, to let uh, Barak know that it's time to go up, gather your men together, and go up and do war and do battle against Canaan. And so as Deborah had given that message and Barak showed up uh, to receive the message from Deborah, uh, Barak wasn't a strong and courageous brother. I'm sorry, he wasn't. Barak says, um, yeah, um, I got that message from God, but um, Deborah, Will you go up with me? That's what the Bible says. It's, it's right there. Read the chapter, chapter four. Will you go up with me? And, and so Deborah responds and says to him, Barak, I'll go up with you. But if I go up with you, then you won't get the glory that you would have gotten if you had gone up trusting God <laughs> and Barack is okay with that it, it's in the text Bar Barack ain't going nowhere without Deborah and now I don't know if Barack was had been you know kind of just mimicking some other Old Testament stuff and you know uh, he was maybe like Moses saying, that, you know, like, well, Lord, if you don't go, I ain't go. I don't know what he was, what was on his mind, but he wasn't strong and he wasn't courageous. And so Deborah tells him, you, you're not going to get the glory. And so he, she says to him, um, Barak, if I go up with you, God is going to deliver Sisera, who is the general of the Canaanite army, into the hands of a woman. That woman is not Deborah. The woman is Jael. See, a lot of times people read this text and they think Deborah was the one. No, it's not Deborah. It's Jael. She, she hasn't gotten her press. This morning we're going to give Jael some press. So watch this. So through the prophetic message of Deborah, she tells him that this, there's a woman that's been chosen by God to the, who's going to, who, who this, this king, I'm sorry, this, this general, who's, he's going to fall to her hands and not your hands. And so, Jael is that woman, and it's, it's in verse 9, I believe it is. So she said, I will surely go up with you, nevertheless, there will be no glory for you on the journey. The Lord is going to sell Sisera, that's the general, into the hands of a woman. Deborah rose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Now, listen, Jael is a 
Kenite woman who has been divinely selected by God. Y'all need to hear this. As a Kenite woman, she's a Bedouin. A Bedouin is a drifter. They live in tents and they move from place to place. They don't have much. They live off the land. They, they, they're just kind of homeless, so to speak. She, she's living in this tent and she's moving from place to place with her husband. And at the particular time, her husband had even separated himself from her. It's in the text. And, but yet, God chooses this unlikely woman. Lord, help me to to put on her the assignment of killing the general of the enemy's army who has ruled and suppressed Israel for 20 years. This is a divine selection of God. J.L., like many of us, is the most unlikely person to be chosen to bring victory to a kingdom. What, what is it about you that would make God choose you to raise you up, to use you to deliver the United States from a war? I mean, come on, look at yourself in the mirror. Go through your resume and your background. Examine your biblical history and your theology and your theological stance. What is it about you that that would make you say, you know what, God, you really should choose me. But are we not like this unlikely Bedouin, Kenite woman who has nothing about her that says victory comes through you? Nothing about her. But I need you to hear something. The only thing that is is unique about this and unique about her is that God has chosen her. Watch this. And when God chooses, he doesn't choose like man chooses. Can I talk to somebody here? Because I, I need you to hear this, that God has chosen you. To use you. I saw all these strong and courageous women stand up. But can I talk to the ones that didn't stand? I know you don't have the confidence in you. You don't have the self-esteem in you. But I need you to know you've got a calling, a prophetic call on your life that God says, I'm going to use you to bring victory. Help me, God. And if I'm strong and courageous, why can't God use me? If I'm already a strong and courageous sister in Christ, how come I can't be the one? Can I talk to you on a more personal level? I need you to understand that your your history does not impact your victory. Oh, God, help me. God doesn't choose to bring victory based on your wealth or your lack thereof. 
So it's not how much money you have. It's, it's not what neighborhood you live in. It's not what your parents did for a living. It's not where you work. It has nothing to do with any of that. God, by his sovereign decision, decides who he's going to use and for what he's going to use them. And if you look at the scripture, there is not one person save Jesus Christ alone that was worthy to be used to do anything for God. In fact, if we really look at the example of the people in the scripture, they were most unqualified. But listen, but when you're most unqualified and God decides and chooses you, he can get greater glory when the victory is won. Lord God, help me here. To my sisters, it's not your husband that dictates whether you have victory. And I know some are saying, well, Pastor, I don't have a husband, but that doesn't dictate whether you have victory either. You don't have to have a husband for God to choose you. Everything don't have to be right. Can I talk to somebody? Everything doesn't have to be in order. For God to choose you. Lord, help me here. When you're, when sometimes you're in your worst state, that's when God said, I'm choosing you. You might be like the Apostle Paul on your way to crucify Christians. And God says, I've got a calling on your life. And the light of God shows up to let you know this is not the way. Maybe this morning while I'm talking to you, God is saying to you, this is not the way. The way you've been going is not the way, but I've got a calling on your life. I've chosen you to bring victory through you. Y'all hear me this morning. This strong and courageous sister, J.L., was chosen by God to be the instrument that he would use to bring victory to Israel. J.L. is not only chosen by God for victory, but as I kept looking in her story, I found out that J.L. is loyal to God. Watch this. Verse 11 says, now Heber, that's her husband, the Kenite of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses. And y'all say, well, all this pastor, all that's important. Had separated himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent near the terebinth tree at Zanane, which is beside Kadesh. Heber, Jael's husband, is also a Kenite. Stay with me. Kenites, as I've already told you, are nomadic people. They wander from place to place in tents. But Kenites have two other distinguishing characteristics known about them. One is that the Kenites are believed to be the first known worshipers of Yahweh. Stay here. Secondly, Kenites occupationally were also known to be metal and iron workers. Stay here. That's important. Now, verse 17, as I've already laid out, stay here with me. Instead of helping Israel, who is God's chosen people, this Heber, who is a Kenite who is of the nation of the first worshipers of Yahweh, instead of him helping the chosen generation and the chosen people of Yahweh, he separates himself. He knows war is coming, but he gets out of the way. I ain't on nobody's side. He steps aside. 
And watch this. So then he pitches his tent at Kadesh so he can stand on the side and watch the war. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.